At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You've got two hours of fun upcoming. We're going to be talking a little bit of NBA here in the front half of this hour. We're going to be back ending it with a little bit more college basketball. Then in hour number three, we go NFL heavy on this show because it'll officially be Sunday, which means that everyone will be experiencing an NFL Sunday. So I'll give you guys what I like. Take a look at some of these games. There will be some games in which I don't necessarily have a lot on. There will be a couple games where I have a lot more on, but I do have to throw this out here as well. We've got a tremendous setup here over here at Circus Sports. So big shout out to all the guys behind the scenes, Brian Ortega, Nick Wells. You've got just everyone doing an absolutely terrific job being able to hold it down when it comes to this. Mikhail, my audio man, he does an absolutely terrific job. list goes on and on. All these people here at VEASAN, they do great work. It's the people behind the scenes that allow you to be able to hear me if you're listening via smart speakers, radio, what have you. And if you're watching via like YouTube TV, Sling, list goes on and on. They're the reason why you're right now viewing me. But we've got like, I would say, four TVs up front. You've got four that are right in front of me as well as I knock my mic. Great job, Greg. But with that said, we've got one of those on SportsCenter since obviously we don't have any live games. One of the best things I saw. Matthew Delvadova got dunked on in some European game. I think it was like some overseas game. And then a big giant melee winds up, winds up happening. So if you're looking online for something highly entertaining... There you go. There's there's your video for the night. Matthew Delvadova getting dunked on and then a big giant fight breaking out. So I, there are just some things that are not necessarily great, but they just warm your heart. That's one of those for me that I'm just you're like, oh, this is absolutely terrific. But with that said, how about if we take a look at guys that are actually in the NBA right now? And let's take a look at what we've been seeing all over there because we do have quite a few games that are going to be going down on Sunday. We're going to be diving into those in a few minutes, but certainly has been interesting to see what we've gotten in the NBA because you've got a Memphis Grizzlies team that without John Morant, they've all of a sudden been one of the better bet on teams in the NBA right now. You take a look at the run that they're right now ripping off, and it's absolutely tremendous. This is a bunch that has now won seven out of their last eight games. They want to take it to the Houston Rockets. Now, it's a Rockets team that, shall we say, it is the Houston Rockets, but they themselves were able to win five straight games as the Grizzlies were right around a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. So, obviously, a depends on the number 
ordeal when it comes to that, but it certainly has been intriguing to look at some of these teams that they've been a little bit more dormant and they've been able to rise up a little bit more because we've been able to see a little bit of value with the San Antonio Spurs. They wound up coming back to earth as a pick They wind up losing to the Denver Nuggets, but I think that it is so important to just be riding streaks a little bit when it comes to the NBA. It's something that you really do in baseball because when you wind up having some of those streaks, you wind up seeing it with like the St. Louis Cardinals this past season when they wound up winning 17 straight games. It's like, when do you want to bet on the regression? And it's one of those cases in which typically I wind up just sitting there like, you know what, you don't want to be messing with the team that winds up having the hot hand or anything like that. So that is a little bit of an approach that I wind up taking when it comes to this. And you also do have Steph Curry, who's right now on watch to be able to set the record for most th- most threes in a career. He wound up having just three against the Philadelphia 76ers. So I believe that he is now seven short. I think that he could have done it with Ray Allen in the building in this one. Now he's probably not going to be able to, but certainly is something that is worth watching. And I think that probably did affect him a little bit when I was talking in the last hour about college basketball handicapping, I was talking about some of these external things. I do think that's something that you do want to be taking into account when it comes to your handicap of the NBA as well. And something that you always want to take into account is how fresh is a team going to be? Because as we know, in the NBA, you do have quite a few back-to-backs and it does become a little bit difficult to be able to gauge the NBA because there are quite a few places that right now don't have any numbers whatsoever with regards to these NBA games. When it comes to Nets versus Pistons, you've got Timberwolves versus Portland Trailblazers and the Lakers versus the Orlando Magic. Really, none of the books out here in Las Vegas right now have a line. Now, the good news is the jurisdictions more out there on the East Coast, they've done a little bit of a better job of this. As I'm noticing quite a few East Coast books, they do have a line on the Nets versus the Pistons game. You're starting to get a little bit more with regards to the Timberwolves and the Trailblazers game now. Looks like you're very much sorry out of luck when it comes to Magic versus Lakers. You've got a whole bunch of issues there. So you're right now seeing not necessarily too many lines there, but you do have one that I want to hit on right now with regards to a team that is playing in a back-to-back. That would be the New Orleans Pelicans playing against the San Antonio Spurs, a pair of teams that they wound up getting off to cataclysmically. Bad starts to begin the year. You're right now finding the San Antonio Spurs as between a two and two and a half point favor with your total ranging a little bit anywhere between 219 and 220. And I think that it is a unique spot when it comes to both of these teams because you've got a Pelicans team that they've had all sorts of injuries this season. Zion Williamson has yet to get out there on the floor. Brandon Ingram, he wanted to deal with his injuries himself ever since he's been able to come back. This has been a Pelicans team that certainly has been more competitive. And for the San Antonio Spurs, they wound up getting just, we'll call it what it is, blasted, losing by 15 points against the Denver Nuggets on Saturday. But you still have a guy that I've said it a couple times, and I'll say it again. One of the most underrated players that you're finding in the NBA right now is DeJounte Murray. Murray has just done it all for the team. 19 points over eight and a half rebounds, eight and a half assists. I mean, the guy is just stuffing the stat sheet right now. Not the world's greatest three-point shooter, but I mean, 35%, that's still relatively respectable for a guy that does all that he does. But the real key for the scene is Jakob Hurdle. Down low, he has been able to do an absolutely terrific job of being able to give this team right around nine and a half rebounds per game. He does a good job as a true post presence. He wound up having a little bit of a rough game against the Denver Nuggets, but I do think that he's going to be able to bounce back a little bit in this spot. When it comes to Pelicans, I do think that The recent run that we've seen for this team is not necessarily them, especially with Zion Williamson still dealing with ailments, but I also don't think that you could put too much into their just absolutely horrid start as well. So I think that you're somewhere in the middle when it comes to them. And for the San Antonio Spurs, what was really interesting with what we wound up seeing in their game against the Denver Nuggets on Saturday is that you had one guy be able to break more than 10 points in the starting lineup. Meanwhile, you wound up having five different guys coming off the bench, and they all scored at least 10-plus points. So I thought that that was one of the more hilarious things I've ever seen in my life. You've got just a Spurs team in which it's become a whole is greater than some of its part approach. Keldon Johnson has been dealing with a couple of injuries. He was limited to 21 minutes, but he was able to do a relatively solid job. And for the Spurs, the reason why you wound up seeing this is that they wound up entering into the third quarter or the fourth quarter against the Denver Nuggets down by 29. And these guys all wound up making a really good run for the team. Bryn Forbes, Lonnie Walker. These guys are relatively solid. You don't necessarily have that true superstar, in my opinion, aside from DeJounte Murray, but 
you do have a relatively solid team, and the Pelicans just don't have that sort of depth, and I do think that that is very important because when I take a look at the NBA, the best way to be able to bet it is in-game because you do have so many sways that wind up happening night in and night out. The team that you wind up betting on in the NBA, they're at some point going to be down by double digits. They're at some point going to be up by double digits. Why wind up laying like two points pre-game, taking a money line of like a plus 130, something like that, when you can wind up betting it in-game and you wind up getting that money line more around north of $2. You wind up being able to, instead of laying two points, you wind up being able to get like two points because you just see all of these ridiculous runs that wind up happening. I think that's a big approach that you should be taking if you're looking to bet more when it comes to the NBA. Now, when it comes to this game, you're going to have Kyra Lewis out of the fold. He's been missing the last few games, so that is going to impact things. I do think that the battle of Jonas Valanciunas along with Yorker Bertel is certainly going to be one to watch out for. And Certainly a pair of teams that have not necessarily been able to have the best run of things overall this season, but I do think that the Pelicans are getting a little bit more rock solid. We've seen it with their offense. They've been able to score at least 107 points at each of their last five games, and we've really seen an overshift in general. When it comes to the NBA, you may recall the first month of the season in the NBA, you wound up having right around 60-plus percent of games wind up going under the total. This has really reversed course. You have seen right around 54% of games overall this season in the NBA go under, but if you're looking at the last three weeks, Right around 56, 57% of games have gone over. You take a look at the last seven days in general, 24 overs, 23 under. So bookmakers have certainly been able to do a good job of adjusting. They probably over-adjusted a little bit to the unders after what we wound up seeing early on this season. So they're starting to do a good job of being able to find that fine watermark. So I do take a look at this total at a 219 and then I a 220. And I do think that there's a little bit of value on the over. I myself will be looking at the San Antonio Spurs and a little bit of a bounce back. It is a part of a back-to-back, but they are playing at home. But certainly, it's one that I'd be looking to try to dive in on in-game. Maybe you wind up having the Spurs get off to a little bit of a lax start. Maybe you wind up having a little bit of a cold shooting performance at the beginning of the game. And then from there, you're able to, instead of getting like a 219 on the total, you get more like a 213, a 214. So I do think that that is something very important to take a look at. And then the other game in which we've right now got numbers that are widely available in the NBA, that'd be Bucks versus the Knicks. Right now you're finding the Knicks as anywhere between a three and a half to a four and a half point underdog. And your total on this game is anywhere between 216 and 217. And when it comes to the Bucks, they certainly have been a team that has been dealing with a couple of injuries. And in general, they wound up getting off to a little bit of a rough start to begin the year. They have been able to pick things up. And when it comes to the Knicks, I was just expecting a whole heck of a lot more out of Kemba Walker. I mean, as we know, he's been missing quite a few games recently. So this has been a big, giant issue for the Knicks. And I just look at the Knicks, and I feel like what they did last year was very solid. But I do feel like when it comes to Tom Thibodeau-based teams, they wind up always getting off to a good first year, a good second year. And then as things wind up going along, Tom Thibodeau just runs these guys into the ground. It just seems to happen at every single one of his stops. And and it is a little bit of something that I do take a look at here. And when it comes to the Knicks, it looks like Obi Toppin is going to be out the fold. You still have Dante DiVincenzo out for the Milwaukee Bucks, but that's nothing new for this team. Bucks have certainly been able to pick it up after their rocky start. Now, they've been a little bit worse on the road, but to my surprise, the Knicks at the Garden have not been great. They are 5-8, and eight, and they actually started off even worse at the Garden. I have no idea what it is for the Knicks, but they've been having a little bit of a rough time there. I do think that with the Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo should be able to take over this game. If I'm looking at anything in this spot, I do think that the Bucks continue the recent run that they've been on. I think that they should be able to win this game, and they should be able to cover. Speaking of covering, we're going to have you cover with more college basketball on the other side. So we go from the pros to college on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience as you're listening right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. It's a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they are available in 10 different varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes with G-Strength, so that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning that it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head over to zinn.com slash find be able to locate a store nearest you. That is zyn.com slash find. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we're back here in Las Vegas, more specifically, Circa, the wonderful sports book and resort out here in Las Vegas for the Greg Peterson experience. And we've been talking a lot of hoops thus far on the show, and we're going to be continuing on for about the next 45 minutes or so. Once we wind up hitting midnight Pacific time, we are going to be hitting on a little bit of NFL, but just a little bit of news and notes. It does look like for the Chargers, if you're looking at this game, it looks like you're going to be without Keenan Allen. He's going to be out due to COVID-19 protocols, but Mike Williams, he is going to be on the field. So we're going to be talking a lot more about that and just hitting on as many games as possible in the final hour when it comes to the NFL. But how about if we take a look at some college basketball? We've talked a lot about quite a few of the games that are going to be coming up a little bit earlier, but we do have a Pac-12 battle that's going to be going down. We go to six or 767-768 as you've got Oregon versus Samford. Right now, you're finding Samford as a one-point favorite darn near across the board, and you're finding the total anywhere between 135.5 and 136, and I have no faith whatsoever in this Oregon team. Now, with Oregon, I thought that there was a good chance that they'd be able to win the Pac-12 this year. We always have our good calls. We always have our bad calls when it comes to coming into the season. Right now, that's one of the bad ones. Now, when it comes to a team like an Oregon, when it comes to a team like a Kentucky, there are certain teams in which they always do seem to peak right around February, March, because you do have great coaches. And I would consider Dana Ullman to be one of the best coaches in all of college basketball. He always does a good job of being able to put his team in a good position when it comes to February slash March. I do not want any part of them until I wind up seeing a pulse of life. Now, you've been dealing with Eric Williams, Jr., currently out with an injury. He's the top scorer for Oregon, 11.5 points per game, one of the better three-point shooters for an Oregon team that is shooting right around 33% from three, but when it comes to both of these teams, neither of them are really too good at the free throw line, so that's a little bit of an issue. You've also got to factor in their rest versus rush as well because this is going to be the first game in the month of Sept- or in the month of December for Stanford as well. They've had a relatively long layoff. They've only played seven games a season, so that is a little bit of an issue when it comes to the Cardinal, but I do think that Stanford is rightfully a favorite in this game. It's a game in which, if you would have asked me about this in October, early November, coming into the season, I would have probably set Oregon as like a five-point favorite, personally. I mean, that's the way that I was viewing them with regards to my power rankings, and 
Now I take a look at it. I think that Sanford's a little bit undervalued. I think that they should be laying more like two and a half points personally. So I actually do see a little bit of value when it comes to Sanford. They've been able to do a relatively solid job on defense. This is a team that they really have been playing a little bit more slow. They've been looking to go a little bit more low as well. So I do think that that is something that you got to be taking a look at in this spot. What I think is going to be big, Harrison Ingram, I just think is the best player out there on the floor. You take a look at what he's been able to do for Sanford this year. 12 points, 6 half boards, 3 and a half assists. He just is a sad sheet sufferer. And he's really one of the team's best three-point shooters as well. Maximane Renat has been able to shoot 50% from distance for this Sanford team as well. But you've got a bunch of guys that they just feel like misfit parts when it comes to Sanford and for Oregon. I was expecting Quincy Garrier to be really solid for this team. Infali Dante coming back from injury. I thought that they'd be great down low. This team has nothing good down low. You really don't have a single guy giving you more than six boards per game. So that is a big, giant issue when it comes to Oregon. Now with Oregon, they just seem broken on offense. And it's not that they necessarily commit a bunch of turnovers. It's not necessarily that they just wind up having, in my opinion, inefficiencies in general. It's just one of those cases in which it looks like things are going well for them, and then things just die. I have no idea how to explain it any other way, but things just don't look good for Oregon right now. You got a guy in Will Richardson that's shooting right around 40% from three-point range. Other than Eric Williams, he's really been a main three-point shooter for the team. And Davion Hartman shooting 37% from three, 85% the free throw line. He's been relatively solid, but you just need that guy that's able to take over a game for Oregon. And Oregon right now, they simply do not have it. They don't necessarily have anything down low as well. Their, their rotations have been just very, very lax. They're not getting a lot off the bench as well. Rivaldo Soros has been getting a couple more minutes when it comes to the team, but I had some good expectations for Nathan Bittle coming into the year. He has given the team 0.8 points of 1.1 rebounds per game. He is not contributing anything for Oregon right now, and Oregon is right now not contributing anything for your bankroll as well. I believe that they have covered one game thus far this season. So if you've been betting on Oregon, they've been one of the worst teams to be able to back all college basketball season long. And as a matter of fact, you take a look at it. When it comes to least profitable teams in all of college basketball, Oregon is actually up there with Oregon State. Oregon State is 1-8 against the spread. You just take a look at this Pac-12 in general. And boy, you got a lot of teams that are not making you money. Colorado is 2-8-1 against the spread. Stanford, who I'm going to be backing. They're one five and one against the spread, so I mean, it's not like, oh yeah, Stanford. They have just been this cash cow, but you just take a look at the Pac-12 teams not named Arizona have been the opposite of making you money right now. Washington is right now dealing with COVID-19, so they wind up having their game get canceled against Gonzaga. So I mean, it is really a rough, rough ordeal when it comes to this team. And I was talking a little bit earlier in the first hour about the Purdue versus NC State game. NC State is 1-8 against the spread. Here are teams that are worse against the spread than NC State. William & Mary, Maine, Idaho State. That is the end of the list. Uh, that's not a list that you want to be on when it comes to college basketball. Now, when it comes to William & Mary, they are actually going to be playing a game that's going to be upcoming. And how about if we hit that game? But with that said, we're going to be going with Sanford in this spot. And how about if we hit the nation's greatest tag team with this William & Mary game? And if you're looking for it on the betting board, it is a very unique one because you've got yourself in this game. I'm trying to locate it myself because it is a little bit more on the more buried list. 735, 736. There we go. You don't just get William. You don't just get Mary, but you get them as anywhere between a seven to eight point underdog at home. They're facing off against Fairfield. Fairfield has actually been a really good against the spread team. And I recognize the fact that I just wound up stating that statistic about William and Mary, but I'm going to be taking a look at William and Mary in this spot. I do feel like bookmakers, they wind up having access to all these trends as well. They see teams that are covering, teams that are not covering things that need to be adjusted. And I think that the proper adjustment has been made on William and Mary. I don't think that they're going to be able to win this game outright. When it comes to William and Mary, I want to saying them as a four point home underdog, which means that if they'd be playing on a neutral court, I'd be setting Fairfield as a seven point favorite. So it's not like I think that William and Mary is this terrific team or anything like that. If you're a seven point underdog on a neutral court to Fairfield, that shows you where you're at as a program. But when it comes to William and Mary, they did wind up getting back Quinn Blair. Quinn Blair is someone that's six foot seven. He's a little bit of a stockier guy, but he's able to shoot right around 37.5% from three-point range. And good gosh darn it, the team needs it because as a collective, they shoot sub 30% from three-point range. Meanwhile, you take a look at the stakes of Fairfield, and they've actually been able to have 
a little bit of a good infusion of talent. You wind up having this program get taken over by Jay Young. I actually think that, if I remember correctly, that is the that is the son of the other Young that is over there at Villanova. So I think that that is going to be able to help this team out a little bit more. And you just take a look at what you were able to get out of this out of this Fairfield team. You've got four different guys that are giving you between 10 and 11.3 points per game. Taj Benning, Supreme Cook, TJ Long, Jake Wojcik. None, none of these guys are necessarily that true facilitator, but that's why you've got Caleb Green. Just that glue guy that does a little bit of everything. He wanted coming in as a transfer from Holy Cross, right around seven points, three assists. So he's been able to do a nice job. And you take a look at Fairfield as well. This is a team that they specialize a little bit in three-point shooting, but when they pile the drive of the ball down low, they rank in the top 35 with regards to two-point shooting percentage as well. But what is a little bit of a kryptonite when it comes to this Fairfield team, you just don't have a lot of athleticism for one. And your main rebounder is one of the better names that you're going to find in college basketball. Supreme Cook. He's going to give the team seven rebounds per game. So I think that that's actually relatively hilarious. What this team doesn't necessarily do a good job of is the biggest weakness that you wind up having with William & Mary. You've got a Fairfield team that they get right around 10 and a half turnovers per game. Now, they only turn the ball over 10 and a half times themselves, so they're very efficient with it. They don't generate those turnovers, though. William & Mary, a team that ranks in the bottom 20 in all of college basketball with regards to turnovers on a per-possession basis, so having them be able to just be able to hold on to the ball and not wind up turning the ball over every single possession I think is going to be very good for the team. And what we've also noticed out of William & Mary, Yuri Covington, Covington, who, with regards to on a per-possession basis, was in the top five with regards to turnovers he is now out of the fold for this team so that is very helpful and instead Connor Kachera has been really able to take over he was a rookie of the year candidate out there in the colonial last season and he's really been able to do a nice job for this team it will give you 11 half points per game shooting 38 half percent from three-point range so I feel like we have finally reached a buy spot on William & Mary a team that has not covered this run all year long I think that they're going to be able to do so on Sunday and we're just getting warmed up with the Sunday college basketball betting card we're going to be continuing to we're going to be continuing to take a little bit more of a look at it next, right here on VSET, the Greg Peterson Experience, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSET, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available at VSET.com for you to be. For you to be able to keep up with all the key NFL props, head over to vsin.com to get current odds as well as movement each week to be able to follow the trends and find the best value. You're able to do this for odds to be able to win MVP, head coach of the year, rookie of the year, and so much more. Check out Prop Tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every single game right now at vsin.com slash NFL as you're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson, and then once we wind up hitting midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern, we are going to be going hard and heavy when it comes to the NFL betting board. In the meantime, though, these next 30 minutes, we're going to be taking a look at college basketball for today. So just giving you guys a whole bunch of picks, give you guys just everything that you need to be able to make some money on this Sunday. So we're going to have some fun with it. How about if we go with a little bit more of a game on the added board? As I always say it on this show, it doesn't matter what game you're betting on, whether it be the Super Bowl, whether it be a big giant NFL game, or if it be... Game number 306, 197, 306, 198. You've got Indiana playing us to Merrimack. Merrimack is finding themselves between a 19 to a 20-point underdog. And your total on this game is ranging a little bit. We're finding it right now at Circa behind me at a 125.5. I'm seeing others right around a 123.5 to a 124. So shop around accordingly here. And for one, always have to make this comment. Why Merrimack has their mascot as the Warriors and not the Merry Men? Missed opportunity. I buy like 10 Merry Men jerseys personally. So, I mean, if you ever want to take me up on that Merrimack, I will buy those jerseys. So, please do change the mascot to the Merry Men. Everyone would approve. Trust me. You would not be offending anyone there if you wind up going to the Merry Men. I will buy all those jerseys. I will cover your costs. Just let me know. I am more than happy to do so. But, when it comes to this Merrimack team, when it comes to them specifically, I think that this is a team that is going to be able to hold in this game. You do have an Indiana team that has actually pumped up the tempo, and I think that this is too low of total. I want to say this little at a 133 personally, so I do take a look at the over, but 
When it comes to Merrimack, what they do a really good job of is that they're able to force steals. This is a team that they rank in the top 25 in all of college basketball in steals force on a per-possession basis. And you've got an Indiana team that they're turning the ball over 15 times per game. You've got an Indiana team that they somehow, someway, if you wind up watching that game against Wisconsin, made one of the most befuddling decisions I've ever seen. They were up 22 points, and then they decided, oh, we've got an All-American candidate in Trace Jackson Davis. Here's our strategy. Let's not give them the ball. I have no idea what they were doing in that game, and they deserve to lose that game the way that they wound up just not getting Trace Jackson Davis the ball in the second half. But that certainly is something that needs to be of consideration a little bit now. When it comes to Indiana, this is a team that overall, they're shooting about 37.5% from three-point range, and they've got a couple very good sharp shooters. Xavier Johnson, shooting 45.5% from three-point range. You've been able to get 49% three-point shooting out of Parker Stewart. Both of these guys have been relatively solid, but... I was expecting a little bit more out of some of these other guys. Rob Fennessy was out due to injury. He's not giving the team right around 19 minutes per game. And guess what? In Rob Fennessy fashion, me shooting about 28% from the floor has been lacking really any sort of efficiency whatsoever. So that is an issue when it comes to the team. Now, Trace Jackson Davis going to be able to do a nice job down low with right around three and a half blocks per game. But you do take a look at this Merrimick team. And despite the fact that they don't necessarily have ideal size, they haven't been getting like completely bludgeoned on the glass or anything like that. As a matter of fact, you take a look at it. And when it comes to the rebound battle on the defensive glass, they've been able to do a relatively solid job on the offensive glass. They just aren't able to get any second chances. This is a bunch of which they're getting right around six offensive rebounds per game out of 358 D1 teams that is 357. So they are very much a one and done team. But I take a look at Jordan Minor. I do like what you're able to get out of him. 14 and a half points, six and a half boards, two blocks, two steals per game. So he's able to do a great job. And you take a look at this entire Merrimack team. Their top five scores all give you at least 1.2 steals per game. So it is very clear what Merrimack is going to be looking to do in this game. Certainly a team that they leave a, bit, a little bit of something to be desired. When it comes to three-point shooting, they shoot right around 30% as a collective. But I do think that they're going to be able to hold in this game. I think that they're going to have a tough time on the glass. But I do think that they're going to force Indiana into a bunch of turnovers. So I take a look at what you're able to get out of this Merrimack team. I think that they're going to be able to put themselves in good position. And this is a Merrimack team that, because of the style that they wind up playing, they're trying to generate a bunch of turnovers. They do play a little bit more slowly. That It's just going to be something that Indiana hasn't seen a lot. And it's going to keep them in there. You wind up seeing Merrimack actually play against Gonzaga a couple of days ago. They wind up not being able to get the win outright, obviously, but they were able to get a cover here. I could see a very similar scenario. Want to make it this line 14 myself. So being able to get a 20 in this spot, Sign me up for Merrimick. So we're going to take the Merry Men. We're going to call them by the proper name. And we're going to be taking a look at this total over as well. So I do think that you've got a little bit of intrigue there. What else I think is going to be intriguing is taking a look to see how this team winds up doing. 741-742. You've got Davidson, and they're going to be facing off with Northeastern. Northeastern has signed themselves as a 2.5 point. Seeing a couple straight threes here. Home underdog and your tolerance game. It is between 131 and 131.5. When it comes to my handicap, I want to setting Davidson as a one and a half point favorite. I know that a lot of people ask me when it comes to taking money line underdogs and everything like that, how I wind up doing it. And it comes down to just, do I think the team is going to be able to win the game outright? Because I did wind up setting Davidson as a one and a half point favorite. My play here is going to be taking the small amount of points, whether it be a two and a half or a three with Northeastern, just because I do think that this is a game that is going to be coming down to the final possession. Now, you do take a look at what you've been able to get out of Davidson as well. I've been touching upon some of these teams that have been one of the best against the spread in all of college basketball. These teams that have been really hot, really cold. Davidson is 7-1 against the spread, so they've been able to cut through spreads like hot, like a knife through hot butter. They have been absolutely tremendous for your bankroll this year. And then on the flip side, for Northeastern, this is a team that, I feel like they might have a little bit more talent, but just in watching Northeastern games, I don't know how, I don't know why, but this team has meltdowns. You see it with a couple teams. SMU has probably blown more double-digit leads in the span of 12 months than any other team in the history of college basketball. I have no idea how, I have no idea why, but it feels like every single time they hit the floor, they wind up getting up by 15 points, and then they find themselves down in games. You saw it with Hofstra last year. Now, with hiring on Speedy Claxton, Hofstra's not dealing with that quite as much anymore, so that has been of a big relief, but it certainly is something that you want to be taking a look at. And then when you take a look at just the Southeastern team in general, a slow and controlled team. This is a bunch that, with regards to possessions on a per-game basis, they are one of the lesser teams 
out there in college basketball, and they're playing against a Davidson team that they will gladly oblige as Northeastern. They're in 31st in the country with regards to possessions per game. Davidson, a blazing 299th. So you certainly do have yourself two teams that they are looking to slow it down. They're looking to be efficient, and as a result, even though I do think that there's going to be late game following in this game, I said the total 125.5. I just don't know who's going to be able to get past 65 in this game, but when it comes down to Davidson, they do have some very good three-point shooting, but I do have sort of one of those things where I do wind up taking a look at some of these games. I wanted seeing their tape against Charlotte. They were hitting a bunch of contested shots, and I think that this is a case of with the early season success that we've seen with Davidson. It's a case of what comes up must come down. I do think that there's going to be a little bit of regression when it comes to the three-point shooting. They do wind up bringing in faster lawyer from Michigan State. He's been able to give the team double figures, doing a good job of being able to knock down some threes. You've got Luka Bradovich along with Sam Menga, who have been able to do a good job down low. They're able to give you a combined 12 rebounds per game. And when it comes to Northeastern, they've been dealing with a couple of ailments out there in the backcourt. And when it comes down to Jason Strong, he was someone that I thought was going to be terrific for the team this year. He was able to average right around nine and a half points per game last season. Thus far this season, he has seen a little bit of a dip with regards to his production, right around five-ish points per game. They do bring in Glenn McClintock. He winds up coming in from Air Force. He's been able to lend the team a little bit of production. He has been injured for a few games, but when he's been out there, he's been able to give the team right around five points per game. What I think has been really tough for Northeastern and a reason why We've seen them have a little bit of shaky play is that they want to bring in a transfer from UAB and Tyreek Scott Grayson. He's already missed seven games this season. He's been, while he's out there, relatively solid, right around eight points per game. He's able to chip in there right around four and a half boards. So whenever he's been out there on the court, he has been able to be a little bit of a difference maker. While he was at UAB, he was right around about a 35% three-point shooter. So he was able to do a relatively solid job of being able to knock down shots. He wound up missing a lot of time, but he is now back for the team. He's been able to score double figures in each other team's last two games. I think that that's a little bit of a difference maker. He's a guy that's six foot five, and in these last two games as well, right around 11 rebounds, these are the sorts of things that you want to be taking note of because knowing this injury information does give me a little bit more confidence when it comes to Northeastern because I want to make Tyreek Scott Grayson worth a point to the line. So if I wouldn't have factored him in, I would have said, you know what, this two and a half, it seems about right. And when it comes down to getting injury information, I always get asked this by so many people. Where do I wind up taking a look? Well, the best answer I can give you is all these beat writers, they are actually out there on Twitter as well. The best way to be able to find this injury information is if you don't wind up having access to like these SIDs, these guys that wind up working at colleges and I can tell you right now, not even I wind up having a lot of this information. It's just taking a look on Twitter, trying to take a look at some of these beat reporters. If there's a player that you think might be injured, like in this case, Tyreek Scott Grayson. Let's use a little bit more of a mainstream example. Andre Curbelo, who's been out for quite a while for for Illinois. What you wind up doing is you wind up typing that player into the search bar of Twitter, and you'll typically find quite a few results. You want to be trying to verify your sources because if you wind up seeing it from like, Fluffy McJr. or something like that. Obviously, you don't take it with a lot of credence. If you wind up seeing a check mark from someone that, oh, they wind up working in the local market and everything like that, then you're able to take that with a little bit more confidence. So, some good advice for you guys moving forward when it comes to injury information. And now we're going to give you guys a little bit more on the other side when it comes to this college basketball Sunday card right here on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide will be released on Monday with everything you need to bet smarter on every single one of these bowl games. This year's guide provides matchup analysis for all of them. You get insights, trends, data, and predictions to be able to make your best bets. The guide is chock full of a little bit of everything to give you an edge, whether you're betting on just every single game, playing a contest, or you want to find a couple of high-value props. You're able to do that with this guide, which is going to be coming out on Monday. So be sure to get your copy today for only $19.99. That is at beeson.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson. We're taking a look at some college basketball that is going to be coming up for the Sunday. And then once we wind up hitting midnight, so in about approximately 14 minutes, but who in the heck is counting once we wind up having a Sunday for all of the continental 48 states. Going to be going hard and heavy when it comes to the NFL betting board, giving you guys my picks, giving you guys what I like, and some of the games that might be worth staying away from a little bit more. But with that said, we do have a lot with regards to college basketball that's going to be going down on this Sunday as well. What I think is going to be really intriguing is gauging this team because I've had a little bit of a coaching change, and I feel like this is a team that has been quite undervalued this year. We go to 745, 746 on the betting board. We're saying out here more towards the West Coast. As you've got the New Mexico Lobos, and they're going to be playing us to the Utah Miners. The Miners hope to not be a major disappointment as a two-point underdog in your tallest game. It is between 146 and 147, and gauging this Utah team has been very intriguing because you do have a guy in Joel Golding. He winds up coming in. From Abilene Christian, as we know, with Abilene Christian, they wound up having that 14 over three upset against Texas last year. But with Abilene Christian, they were a team that they played that very unique and uh, that very unique amoeba zone style of defense. And when it comes to UTEP, they've been a team that they've been trying to do sort of part of this, but you can tell that they don't have the full personnel to be able to pull it off. And you find this a lot. When it comes to first-year coaches, meanwhile, you've got another first-year coach on the other side in Richard Patino. He's been able to do pretty much everything that he wants to do. He wanted bringing with him one of his key pieces from last year at Minnesota and Jamal Mashburn Jr. He's been tearing it up. 20 points per game. He's been rock solid. But you do take a look at this UTEP team, and I think that they're going to be a very interesting handicap in both this game and moving forward because among their top six scores that have shot at least one free throw, if you don't wind up shooting a free throw, you've got no statistics whatsoever. You've got five of them, they're shooting at least 79% at the, or 77% at the free throw line, so they've been able to do a relatively solid job there, but when it comes to this UTEP team, you can tell that it's a team that is able to force those turnovers. When it comes to turnovers forced, they are forcing about 18 per game. That is in the top 25 in all of college basketball, but you've also got a UTEP team that they don't necessarily have a lot with regards to the interior. You're going to have that with regards to a pressing style team, and They've had a couple guys in and out due to COVID-19 protocols. Sully Boehm is someone that has been able to give the team 19 and a half points per game. He wanted coming back for the team's most recent last two games after he was missing due to COVID-19 protocols. Christian Agnew as well. And you had a very top-heavy team when it comes down to it with regards to UTEP. You've got Boehm who's able to give you those 19 and a half points per game. Jamal Bianimi who wanted coming over from Oklahoma a few seasons ago. They will give the team 14 and a half points. Both of these guys combine for right around five and a half assists per game, but that's a problem for the team. They're very stagnant. They don't necessarily do a great job of being able to share the ball. Then we got a New Mexico team that I like what I've seen out of them. Jalen House 
Someone that winds up coming in from Arizona State. He's be able to pump in there right around 15 points per game. And you just take a look at the way that the tempo shift has been able to affect these teams. And when it comes to New Mexico, for one, they've been able to do a great job against the spread. If you bet on them every single game this season, when it comes to New Mexico, you've actually been relatively profitable as they're 16-1 against the spread. So they've been able to do a great job there. But what has really been intriguing has been the totals when it comes to New Mexico. Out of their nine games, Seven of them have wound up going over the total, so that has been a little bit of a cash cow, and you can tell that bookmakers have adjusted. This is a number that I think if it would have been done as little as two weeks ago, you would have been finding it probably more in the neighborhood of about a 140-ish, so that is something that you do want to be taking note of because you've got a UTEP Miners team that they are a little bit all over the place. They've been 3-3 three and three to the over, so three overs, three unders, so I think that that is something that you want to be taking a look at, but this is a spot in which I feel like bookmakers have reined it in a little bit more with regards to this total. I did wind it personally saying New Mexico is a three and a half point favorite. So I'm taking a look at the Lobos. I'm going to be laying the points with this total. Set it at a 145. I've been having a lot of success when it comes to New Mexico overs, but I do think that because you do have a UTEP team that they have been in a little bit of transition, I think that they're going to try to play a little bit more slowly. I think that they're going to try to get that Joe Golding silent. If you like me, like the under, then you want to be shopping around as well because we're seeing a 146 at DraftKings. Other places, you're seeing a lot of 146 and a half, and you're finding the best number actually right behind me at circa 147 and a half. So that's always important. Try to be able to give yourself the best opportunity possible. Like I said, I don't advise buying points, but I certainly advise having multiple apps. I advise utilizing multiple of these apps. I know that some of you guys in certain jurisdictions, you've got a ton of options. Other of you guys, you don't have as many. So it certainly is a little bit of a case-by-case thing, but I take a look at this spot. I think that you've got good value to the under, and do you think that New Mexico is going to prevail? So we're going to be looking to lay a very small number there. We've already hit on one game that is on the extra games board. How about if we go with another one? It's a team that I feel like has been a little bit overvalued, and I've been souring on them quite a bit. You've got 306-195, 306-196. I got people cracked up with my Colgate joke in the first hour, so... How about if we wind up trying to get minty fresh here on this bet when it comes to Colgate hitting the road face off against St. John's? Going to be an early one as you've got a 9 a.m. Pacific noon Eastern time tip between they and St. John's. St. John's is finding themselves as a seven point favorite. And when it comes to the total, you're finding it anywhere between a 158 and a 158 and a half. But take a look at this and I feel like Colgate should have been a five and a half point underdog. They wound up losing a couple days ago against Pittsburgh, but. That was just a case in which Murphy's Law wanted pitting Colgate. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong for them, especially when it comes to a three-point shooting aspect. You take a look at St. John's. You've got Julian Chapenny, Posh Alexander. They're able to give you a combined 36 points per game. And this is a St. John's team that when it comes to steals and turnovers for us on a per-possession basis, one of the top teams in all of college basketball. But you've got a veteran-laden Colgate team that has done a good job of being able to maintain the ball. They've got Keegan Records down low, guy that's able to give you 9.6 rebounds per game. And for St. John's, I was hoping that you'd see a little bit more in the interior out of Joel Soriano. The transfer from Fordham, he's given the team six rebounds or fewer and now four out of their last five games. So that certainly has been a big, giant issue for this team. And then when you take a look at this Colgate team as well, you've got Nelly Cummings. And he's been coming around with his scoring right around 17 points per game. You've got a Colgate team that they've already hung 100 points on the board against Syracuse. Now, it's a Syracuse defense that... Let's call it what it is. It is a work in progress. I take a look at their defensive coordinator, and I see Casper the Friendly Ghost right now. So it has not been necessarily too terrific for them, but I do think that a little bit of a factor in this game is going to be the time that it's going to be played at. You've got a bunch of teams that they're looking to run it and gun it, and once again, we're dealing with college kids here. It's at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. They're going to have to prep several hours before the game. These guys are going to be a little bit tired. I do take a look at this spot, and if it were to be let's say more around a 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time tip, I would have set this total more around about a 160, 161-ish. Instead, I want to making it a 157 because I do think that the early time is going to wind up hurting both of these teams just a tad when it comes to the total. So I take a look at this spot at a 158. I'm looking at the under. It's not like it's a big giant move, but when it comes to my total, I set it out of 157. So I do see a little bit of value there. And I do think that our good friends, the toothpaste, are going to get us a minty fresh cover. I like them in this spot. I want to setting them as a five and a half point dog. So being able to get a full touchdown with the extra point, sign me up for Colgate. We're going to be taking a look at the points. How about if we look at a team that has been one of the more befuddling in all of college basketball in Dayton? 
They're going to be playing us Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is finding themselves between a two and two and a half point favorite. 737, 738 on the betting board, by the way. And your Toronto's game is 127 and a half. Dayton has experienced the best of times and the worst of times. They wound up two weeks ago going to a multi-team event out there in Orlando, Florida. On a neutral court, they wound up knocking off Kansas, Belmont, and Miami. They also, prior to that, lost to Austin P, UMass, Lowell, and Lipscomb on their home court. It's hard to believe that that is the same team and the same team that wound up playing all those games in the matter of 21 days. So, I mean, it certainly has been fascinating with them. I do think that Virginia Tech has an edge in this spot. I wound up setting them as a four and a half point favorite when it comes to Virginia Tech. It's just an efficient team. This is a bunch that, as a collective, they shoot 40% from three-point range. They do a great job when it comes to positionless basketball. I do feel like if they wind up playing against a team that might have a little bit more size, like if they wind up going against Purdue, that could be a really, really bad matchup for them because they're not a team that they wind up forcing a lot of turnovers, but I think that you're going to have a good controlled pace in this game. I did wind up saying this all because I do think that there's going to be late-game fouling at a 128. So here around 127, 127F, I'm willing to go over in this spot, but when it comes to Virginia Tech, you do have a lot of good, sharp shooters, and what I really like for this team, Justin Mutz. The Delaware transfer has been able to give this team 10 points, 6 boards, a block, a steal per game. He just does it all. Kevi Aluma has done a nice job chipping in their 14 points, 6 half rebounds per game. You do take a look at the Satan team. Prior to them going to that multi-team event out there in Orlando, they were shooting about 27% from 3. Ever since then, they've been shooting about 37% from 3. I think that where they really lie is in the middle, and that's something that you've got to identify as better. I think that they're more around a 32.5% three-point shooting team. So I think that they're relatively solid, but I just think that Virginia Tech is better in the spot. So I'm going to be looking to lay the points. And coming up next, I'm going to be looking at a whole lot of football. We're going to be going very hard and heavy on the NFL betting board up next. Right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.